Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lives in Astrology. My name is Carmel Yvette. I'm the host of the Lives in Astrology podcast. And today is October 29th, 2023. And I just wanted to share an integrated and intuitive astrological reflection after this well, we're still in the window, really, of this full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus with the opposition of the sun being in Scorpio. And as I'm looking at the planets right now, I'm looking at my little um, chart here. I use Astro Gold and um, iFemeris for, I, for iPhone, just in case you guys are wondering what tools a professional astrologers use. I think it's really good to... If you're using astrology as a tool or a mediumship as a way to connect, um, learning the symbology and actually looking at the symbols every day through the chart has its own connection point. Um, there's a lot of downloads, uploads, information that each symbol in astrology carries. So I would encourage you, especially if you're looking into growing your practice with astrology, deepening your relationship with your own chart, to look at your chart daily because each symbol will tell a story and it's that story that it tells in its particular configuration in your own birth chart is going to be unique to you. So this is also part of the sort of integrated and intuitive message that I received during this very potent full moon energy. And, you know, the full moon we talked about on the last podcast also reflecting this energy is that it, it illuminates, right? And with eclipses, it illuminates things in the dark, the lunar eclipse, especially if it's lunar. And it shows things that maybe were, have always been there, but just are ready to be seen in the now. So when you're looking at these configurations, you look at the symbol of the sun, which right now we know is in the sign of Scorpio. And so we want to break apart really what the solar codes mean for you. If you go in and just study what the symbol of the sun is, it's a, it's a round circle with a dot in the middle and it's opposing the opposition is, is the moon, right? Which we know is, it's like a half crescent. And so it's like a portion of the circle. It's a portion of the sun. So you're looking at, a glimpse or a memory of what these solar codes in Scorpio has been showing you. Um, so we, we break down the symbology of Scorpio, which of course is the transformer. It's the alchemist. It's deep occult knowledge. It rules the eighth house in astrology, which is sex, death, and money um, merging with other people. And of course we look at Taurus, which is all about, you know, our, our body, our physical senses, our values, our financial matters. It rules the second house of, you know, love and money. Its rulership is Venus. So this is some of the things that were coming in to be reflected upon during this time has to do with symbology, right? Using the symbols and, and because Mercury, which is our, the planet of communication, also of thought form, is right next to Mars today. They're both, they're both at 12 degrees. And the 12, when broken down num numerologically, is the three. 
you know, three is a holy trinity number. It's a sacred, from what I understand, the life path number of three is to be in communication with. So Mars, our action planet, our masculine, our primal need force life energy is right next to how we think through Scorpio, what we want to alchemize, what we want to transform or change or morph into. And what was interesting what was coming up for me was actually looking at the, the symbols of the planets themselves. So I, I actually wrote down physically the symbol for the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, which are our personal planets, right? So we have personal planets and we have transpersonal planets and the planet, the transpersonal planet in movement or like the outer planets that are further away from us would be Neptune, Pluto, Uranus, and uh, oh, what, what's the other one? My gosh, I can't think. Hold on, let me look. Anyway, um, those are the those are the transpersonal planets, the outer planets. So, when I was looking at the sign of Mars, the symbol for Mars, there there is a round circle with an arrow pointing upwards, and then I was looking at the signal or the symbol for the sun, which is the round circle with a dot in the middle, and then the symbol for Mercury which is a round circle, which almost looks like a crescent moon on the top of it with the sign of a cross on the bottom. Now, from what I understand, and just through my own gnosis, the cross in Mercury, whenever we see a cross anywhere, especially in astrology, if you look at astrology charts, got the cross in the middle of the energy. It's the cross of matter. It's basically where we take physical form. So, with the circle above the cross and a moon crescent, when you're looking at the side of Mercury, above the rounded you know, symbol of the circle, means that our emotional nature is coming to merge with the wholeness, with the sun, and is bringing form into matter. It's bringing the, the emotional body, the memory of the moon, merging with the energy of the sun, to imbibe it with life force energy, with solar energy, and then it's bringing that energy down to the earth plane, which is Mercury, right? So thoughts become things. The things that the thoughts become come into the next symbol, which is Venus, right? Because Venus rules Taurus, which rules physical matter. So, you know, you can kind of see the way energy patterns move by studying the symbols in astrology and really deep diving, accessing your own gnosis point with these symbols because these symbols, the codex of the, the remembrance of these symbols is in your DNA. And through actively looking and meditating with these symbols, your own codex or DNA remembrance starts coming alive by merging with these symbols, right? So they're going to tell you your own unique story based on your own birth print, blueprint patterns. And so this is the deep dive that Mercury conjunct Mars is really initiating for me and in, in the way of how to take the next step actions in our everyday life, Mars, through the guidance and the alchemy of Scorpio 
and Mercury, what we think about. And it's also opposing Taurus, right? What we want to bring into physical matter, where we are bringing these thoughts, ideas, these passions ignited and then brought into form through Taurus. And because Taurus is in Jupiter right now, and, and we, you know, Jupiter is so close to the moon, really expanding our, our emotional body in relation to what form, matter, values, uh, possessions, monetary possessions, physical possessions, um, our love and money. So these are the points of focus that can really, really be um, seen and worked with right now. And how every single person works with this energy is going to be unique to you, going to be unique to your own divine alchemy. And so this this is just a reflection on perhaps maybe some of the components of alchemy that you can start harnessing. And I feel like a lot of this is done through our own gnosis, but we need time to integrate and to ask these questions. So meditation, the tool of meditation is such a, an important alchemic tool at this time to be utilizing. You know, they, they talk about the power of prayer. Uh, well, personally for me, prayer is a trigger word. So I don't really like to use the word prayer personally. <laughs> I don't want to pray on anything. You know, language is very important and how we, we spell, how we use the word, you know, we may be spell casting inadvertently. And so this is also the power of language that I feel like can also be transformed is really deep diving into what, what are you speaking on? What are you speaking about? How are you speaking your tone? Again, this is all creation. So being very purposeful, being very intentional with your creations during this time is what Scorpio is about because Scorpio is about power. It's about how we wield and harness our own personal power and what in relation to the other, how we share power, resources, money with the other time, I would even say, even though that's more Saturnian, but time to me is a value. So how are we sharing these resources, these tools, and what alchemy are we using to ignite the power of Scorpio, the focus, the laser pointed focus of Scorpio? Because Scorpio is very intense. It's, it's um, a planet, Pluto really likes to deep dive and get into the root, the heart of the matter through investigative research. Um, the inverted part of that would be compulsion even. So there's a compulsive need to change, to transform. This is part of the Scorpio season, right? Because it's all about, think about in fall, which was initiated by Libra and think of like the leaves falling off the tree, right? So the leaves have fallen off in Libra and now they're on the ground and they're disintegrating going back to the soil and this is Scorpio, right? This is the degeneration. This is the disintegration, the transformation, the alchemical processes of things that have um, eroded that, you know, have, have lived in their life cycle. And now it's time to transform and, and go back to the soil to be rebirthed again, to be utilized um, by the earth in a new way, right? New creation. So this is also part of the Scorpionic energy that we're all feeling. So, in Libra, with this eclipse season beginning on the 14th of this new moon in Libra, we were able to witness, because it's ecliptic, the new that wanted to come in, but simultaneously having to let go of the old to bring in, to create, to, to initiate this catalytic 
um, energy of transformation going into Scorpio. So now we're in the second half of this eclipse season and in, in, in the last eclipse of this year. And so we're really feeling a culmination of really re releasing, transforming, and feeling the alchemy of transformation by having to let things go and, and realizing that things are going anyway. It's not like we really have a choice, even though Scorpio likes to, um, it's all about control also with Scorpio and the illusion of control and alchemizing the illusion of control because the natural processes of nature organically create these movements, these change, these operating systems within us. And once we really identify ourselves as being nature, then we can work and allow these energies to already organically move through us the way nature already operates. So to me, this is also a signaling a period of grace, really. We can gracefully allow these transformations to occur and you know, going back full circle to the symbols, the symbology that our ancestors have used to point us the way as a deep remembrance in our own DNA structure by looking at these symbols that will be ignited at this time to help us remember the power that we have to transform and how these planetary energies, these luminaries outside of us are really aspects of us that work with us in nature to create these massive transformations. So it's really a time of gnosis. It's really a time of allowing the ancestors again, which, you know, during this time season, we talk about, you know, all hollows Eve is coming up on October 31st and the day of the dead saw saw him. I think that's how you pronounce it. And, um, you know, the Dia de los Muertos and All Hallows' Eve, that these are all components or languages that speak of this window where the veil of between realities, between dimensions, between ancestral lineages, those that have transitioned and moved into a different dimensional space and time, through the alchemy of death. And that's what we call death in this realm, even though death is not necessarily what we think <laughs> death to be. But this is the time where the energy is so focused into this realm. And really, it's an interesting alchemy that this culture, especially here in the United States, I'm, I'm here in the United States, and in our culture around All Hallows' Eve or Halloween, it's tradition that you know we share lots of treats. We dress up in costumes and we go trick-or-treating, right? And we consume all the sugar. And the alchemy of sugar is a very interesting alchemy because sugar uh, creates, from what I've seen, um, shock waves in the brain. So it's like electroshock is happening in the brain every time you eat excess sugar, especially excess sugar and artificial processed sugar. So I find it interesting that we have um, coincided this tradition of All Hallows' Eve and Halloween with all the sugar consumption, right? We've decided as a culture and a collective to merge with this chemical of sugar and what it actually does to the brain. So this is an invitation just to consider perhaps maybe alchemizing and doing something different um, because I've noticed with certain 
um, holidays and certain rituals that this culture has um, embedded, it's not always necessarily the highest and best um, for what's needed in our evolutionary movement and continuation. So this is an opportunity to alchemize maybe by you know, not eating so much sugar or not eating sugar at all or doing something different, right? Merging with a different type of alchemy during where the veil is thinnest because the perception, Mercury in Scorpio right next to Mars, our action and our movements can be really harnessed differently and in a different direction. So I'm thinking of the adage right now, if you want something different, you have to do something different, right? <laughs> this is, well, this is a point of that reflection is that if historically you're used to eating a lot of sugar and candies during Halloween and we give these things to our children, right? As part of our ritual, it's a part of how we, we continue the, the legacy or the heritage or, or the rituals during this time, perhaps we can initiate a different ritual with our children, with ourselves to have a different experience, you know, maybe going back to really honoring the ancestors, taking that time out to, to honor those who have come before us, you know, that have transitioned and moved on. Um, you know, I can speak to my own experience with last Halloween and this, this was my first time really truly ever having intention working with the ancestors during that time. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I, I read up a lot of how you can create ceremony and do different things like candles, make their favorite dish. And so where I was at at the time in North Carolina, I didn't really have much. I was staying at a friend's RV, uh, working for a friend in her um, bed and breakfast. And I decided that I wanted to honor the ancestors with a, a glass of wine, a little bit of chocolate, <laughs> because at the time I hadn't really received the download about sugar and alchemy and that, and rat, that regard. So at the time, that's the alchemy I chose to work with was really dark chocolate and a really nice glass of red Cabernet wine, because that's what I was imbibing with. So what did I do? I, um, <laughs> I poured a glass of wine for my ancestor a glass of wine for myself. I cut them a piece of chocolate. I lit a candle and I just sat there. I sat there in meditation. I kind of closed my eyes. I welcomed in my ancestors who enjoyed the wine um, because I don't really, I'm not really connected to my ancestors uh, as far as like uh, geography or wise or, um, you know, knowing my family line. I'm, I'm kind of disconnected in that way. So when I had to honor the ancestors, um, I had to use my imagination station and remembrance. I know my grandma and I, I remembered her and my grandfather, but I wasn't really close to any of the other family members that have transitioned. So I was really sort of just inviting in the ancestors that were in my highest and best, the ancestors who were benevolent, because I also realized that maybe some of my ancestors were not quite benevolent and may have been, um, you know, different because I don't know. Right. So not just calling in every ancestor, but calling in the ancestors who are benevolent, who loved myself, who loved humanity unconditionally and inviting them into, to take space and to share space with me and ask for just divine guidance and, um, 
on how to live in this realm. Like, how did you guys do it? You know, and now that you're on the other side, can you give me some pointers on how to best navigate this side of things? And so that's how I, I chose to work with the energy last year. And this year, I, it was such a profound experience. I mean, I felt so connected. I felt so loved. I felt this energy envelop me that I had never experienced before. And it wasn't just the wine because I've had plenty of wine. So I know the difference between, you know, the heatiness of, of merging with the alcohol, but also this was different. This was a heatiness connected to something more divine, bigger than myself, um, older, older energy. And, and it was coming from within. It was almost like my cells were expanding and I could feel all my nervous system and all my systems in my body just really relax into the guidance that my ancestors were sharing with me at that moment in time. And it was very emotional. Actually, I can remember crying and just feeling so much love. And so the reason I bring this up into this time as we are just coming off of this full moon eclipse with the moon still in Taurus and, and moving into All Hallows Eve, where we are transitioning, where we are alchemizing from, you know, transforming from one thing to another, asking and honoring our relationship with the ancestors at this time is one of the deepest forms of alchemy that I can connect to that I can really feel and share upon because it really was allowing the expression of more grace, of more fluidity, of um, more groundedness in who I really am in this now time moment by connecting to that aspect and, and using the alchemy of intention. So this is an invitation, just as I'm, again, sharing this sort of intuitive, integrated um, astrological perspective on how to work with the energies because I, I, this channel also seeks to not only share what's going on cosmically, but how do you connect it to the physical? How do you bring it into practical application for deep transformation in the now? So you can have a better experience of this reality that you find yourself in. And I feel like that's what we're, what we all want, right? It's just to have a better experience and more loving, harmonious, balanced, um, joyful experience of our realities. And, and, and if we're not having that, then we need to do the work. We need to make different choices so that we can invite new experiences into our world. And we do this through divine alchemy during this time when the veil is thin by connecting to our ancestors, by setting intention and working with the tools of Taurus, which is the opposition energy, really looking at the physical vessel even before this podcast, I uh, use some frankincense on my temples because, again, I'm really I love working with the sacred oil of frankincense, especially before speaking and thinking while the while Mercury is in Scorpio. You know, alchemizing the mind. I actually have a beautiful amethyst piece crystal that's on my lap so that I can be more grounded and clear as my crown is open. Um, Again, these are just points and tools of Taurus to work with as you continue to alchemize and do the work within. And now that you're accessing these points of 
connection with your ancestors while the veil is thinnest, while there's, you know, one thing is becoming another. Lead is turning into gold, if you will. The leaf has fallen off the tree and now it's starting to disintegrate and go back into the soil. It's, it's that time period where there's a disintegration process and the alchemy of deep transformation happens in nature and within us because we are nature. And so connecting to these points within, sharing these points without is part of the journey of also Taurus is opening up our throat chakra, speaking, vibration, vibration on the things that we are bringing into physical form and matter. And if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so what you put your focus and your mind on and in will matter into physical form. So this is the time to really be using discernment on what you are merging with, what you are imbibing with. Again, we had talked about this before, but this is a, it's so worth reiterating because it's important. And it's, it's just a beautiful reflection to be aware of these energies in a new way. We may have never seen these energies or worked with these energies before. And again, going back to if you want something different, you have to do something different. Well, right now is the time for us all to be doing something different, aligning with our values, doing more of what we love, practicing more self-love through the body, through movement, through alchemizing, through Taurus. So these are just some points of reflection that I wanted to share that I'm so grateful you guys connected and are here with me now. And if you liked any of this content, if you don't mind, you know, hitting the like button, subscribing and sharing, that's a way to give back freely. And it's also a way to just expand this channel and the content and, and help the algorithms and just help us grow, help this community grow because we are all here to do this together. None of us are meant to do this alone. And I so appreciate your time and energy sharing in this conversation. And I'm looking forward to sharing more conversations with you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I love you. And uh, happy Halloween. <laughs> Go enjoy the alchemy of this very potent time. All right, blessings.